section forty three of the junior classics volume nine stories of today this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. recording by linda marie nielsen vancouver b c the rose and the ring by william makepeace thackeray nine how basinda got the warming pan little basinda came in to put gruffenuff's hair in papers and the countess was so pleased that for a wonder she complimented basinda basinda she said you dressed my hair very nicely to-day i promised you a little present here are five sh no here is a pretty little ring that i picked that i have had some time and she gave basinda the ring she had picked up in the court it fitted basinda exactly i like the ring the princess used to wear says the maid not such a thing says gruffenuff i have had it this ever so long there tuck me up quite comfortable and now as it's a very cold night the snow was beating in at the window you may go and warm dear prince giglo's bed like a good girl and then you may unrip my green silk and then you can just do me up a little cap for the morning and then you can mend that hole in my silk socking and then you can go to bed betsinda mind i shall want my cup of tea at five o'clock in the morning i suppose i had best warm both the young gentlemen's beds ma'am said betsinda gruffenuff for reply said how ho gra ha hu hong her ho in fact she was snoring sound asleep her room you know is next to the king and queen and the princess is next to them so pretty basinda went away for the coals to the kitchen and filled the royal warming pan now she was a very kind merry civil pretty girl but there must have been something very captivating about this evening for all the women in the servants hall began to scold and abuse her the housekeeper said she was a pert stuck-up thing the upper housemaid asked how dare she wear such ringlets and ribbons it was quite improper the cook for there was a woman cook as well as a man cook said to the kitchen maid that she never could see anything in that creature but as for the men every one of them coachman john buttons the page and monsieur the prince of cream tartary's valet started up and said my eyes oh mussy oh jiminy oh ciel what a pretty girl betsinda is hands off none of your impertinence you vulgar low people said betsinda walking off with her pan of coals 
she heard the young gentleman playing at billiards as she went upstairs first to prince geeklo's bed which she warmed and then to prince bulbo's room he came in just as she had done and as soon as he saw her oh 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 what a be you oh to full creature you are you angel you parry you rosebud let me be thy bulbo thy bulbo too fly to the desert fly with me i never saw a young gazelle too glad me with its dark blue eye that had eyes like thine thou nymph of beauty take take this young heart a truer never did itself sustain within a soldier's waistcoat be mine be mine be princess of crim tartary my royal father will approve our union and as for that little carroty-haired angelica i do not care a fig for her any more go away your royal highness and go to bed please said betsinda with the warming pan but bulbo said no never till thou swearest be mine thou lovely blushing chambermaid divine here at thy feet the royal bulbo lies the trembling captive of betsinna's eyes as he went on making himself so absurd and ridiculous that betsinna who was full of fun gave him a touch with the warming pan which i promise you made him cry oh in a very different manner prince bulbo made such a noise that prince geeklo who heard him from the next room came in to see what was the matter as soon as he saw what was taking place geeklo in a fury rushed on bulbo kicked him in the rudest manner up to the ceiling and went on kicking him till his hair was quite out of curl poor betsinna did not know whether to laugh or to cry and kicking certainly must hurt the prince but then he looked so droll when geeklo had done knocking him up and down to the ground and whilst he went into a corner rubbing himself what do you think geeklo does he goes down on his own knees to betsinda takes her hand begs her to accept his heart and offers to marry her that moment fancy betsinda's condition who had been in love with the prince ever since the first she saw him in the palace garden when she was quite a little child oh divine metzinda says the prince how i have lived fifteen years in thy company without seeing thy perfections what woman in all europe asia africa and america nay in australia only it is not yet discovered can presume to be thy equal angelica pish gruff enough foo the queen 
ha ha thou art my queen thou art the real angelica because thou art really angelic o prince i am but a poor chambermaid says betsinda looking however very much pleased didst thou not tend me in my sickness when all forsook me continues giglo did not thy gentle hand smooth my pillow and bring me jelly and roast chicken yes dear prince i did says betsinda and i sewed your royal highness's shirt buttons on too if you please your royal highness cries this artless maiden when prince bublo who was now madly in love with betsinda heard this declaration when he saw the unmistakable glances which she flung upon giglo bulbo began to cry bitterly and tore quantities of hair out of his head till it all covered the room like so much tow betsinda had left the warming pan on the floor while the princes were going on with their conversation and as they began now to quarrel and be very fierce with one another she thought proper to run away you great blubbering booby tearing your hair in the corner there of course you will give me satisfaction for insulting betsinda you dare to kneel down at princess giglo's knees and kiss her hand she is not princess giglo roars out bulbo she shall be princess bulbo no other shall be princess bulbo you are engaged to my cousin bellows out giglo i hate your cousin says bulbo you shall give me satisfaction for insulting her cries giglo in a furry i'll have your life i'll run you through i'll cut your throat i'll blow your brains out i'll knock your head off i'll send a friend to you in the morning i'll send a bullet into you in the afternoon we'll meet again says giglo shaking his fist in bulbo's face and seizing up the warming pan he kissed it because forsooth basinda had carried it and rushed downstairs what should he see on the landing but his majesty talking to betsinda whom he called all sorts of fond names his majesty had heard a row in the building so he stated and smelling something burning had come out to see what the matter was it's the young gentleman smoking perhaps sir says betsinda charming chambermaid says the king like all the rest of them never mind the young men turn thy eyes on a middle-aged autocrat who has been considered not ill-looking in his time oh sir what will her majesty say cries betsinda her majesty laughs the monarch her majesty be hanged am i not autocrat of paphagonia have i not blocks ropes axes hangmen ha huh? 
runs not a river by my palace wall have i not sacks to sew up wives withal say but the word that thou wilt be mine own your mistress straightway in a sack is sown and thou the sharer of my heart and throne when Giclo heard these atrocious sentiments he forgot the respect usually paid to royalty lifted up the warming pan and knocked down the king as flat as a pancake after which master giglo took to his heels and ran away and betsinda went off screaming and the queen gruffenough and the princess all came out of their rooms fancy their feelings on beholding their husband father sovereign in this posture End of section 43. Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver, B.C.